accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable, unidentified flying objects. I want to Yeah, welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of the I Wanna Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slevic. Joining us again, Valerie LaFaso. Val, how are you? And would you please remind everyone of who you are and what you do? Hi, Nomar. Thanks for having me again. My name is Valerie LaFaso. I'm an empathic medium and author of The Tangled Web of Friends series of books. There are three currently out in the series and a fourth on the way. Thanks, Val. Ah, the Dogman. A creature described as a six to eight foot tall, bipedal, canine-like animal with a Bigfoot-like build. It is often reported as a nefarious creature, leaving witnesses terrified after their encounter. Kyle and I covered a previous Dogman report in Season 2, Episode 8. Check that out if you want. Now, before we jump into the episode, I did want to give a reminder that all of our I Wanna Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, We Only Come Out at Night, is now available for purchase. This book is a collection of short horror stories and can be found online at slavicstore.company.site. I will sign the book for you and I'll throw in a bookmark. You can also get the book at the Green Hand Bookshop in Portland, Maine. You can visit them in-store or you can go online. Valerie's Tangled Web of Friends book series can be found on Amazon. Just check the show notes for those links and more. And just as a bit of bonus local news, Lauren Coleman is moving up to Bangor, Maine, and he will be opening up a cryptozoology bookshop. Bangor, Maine is my stomping grounds. So, Mr. Coleman, if you're listening, I hope you're ready for me to be a fixture there. <laughs> All right, let's get into it and share some dogman encounters. A terrifying myth come to life. I would say that it was about seven to seven and a half feet tall. The head was large and it didn't look like a beard. It actually looked more like a wolf. It had to have been well over three times my size. The facial features tend to be more dog-like. The uh, upper body features tend to be more man-like. Eyewitnesses report seeing a menacing beast with dark hair, walking on its hind legs and standing over seven feet tall. The creature is said to kill using deadly fangs and razor-sharp claws. It has the strength to subdue animals as large as 1,200 pounds, and it emits blood-curdling howls. I'm thinking, what in God's name is that? All stories from this episode are from various websites and are presented as first-person narratives and will be read as such. While we cannot speak to the veracity of these stories, we do hope you enjoy them. We'll start in Maine for this first story. It comes to us via the Cryptomundo website and was posted in 2013. 
I had been playing with the dogs outside around dusk. The sun was below the tree line, but there was still plenty of light to see by. I then went in to use the bathroom. My husband had been fiddling with a guitar, but wandered into the bathroom looking like he wanted to say something. He was pale and sweaty, kind of staring into space, so I was naturally concerned. He wouldn't tell me what was wrong at first, but I finally got out of him that he had seen a huge black wolf walk by the window. I told him it must have been a bear, knowing that there aren't supposed to be wolves around here, and that the window was too high for any canine on four legs to walk in front of. Whatever it was, I didn't want the dogs messing with it, so I ran back outside. They were still wrestling in the side yard, oblivious, so it was easy to get them back in, and then I had a look around. I didn't see any animal or sign, but noted that the window was even higher than I thought. When I went back in, my husband described what he had seen as a black bipedal wolf. He said the snout and ears were wolf-like, but that it had yellow eyes that reminded him more of a cat. I measured the window and the bottom of it is six feet off the ground. So for anything's head and torso to pass by it from where he was standing, the animal would have to be more like seven feet tall. One of our dogs is tall enough if he stood up on his hind legs, but we've never seen him do that on his own. And he's blue gray with floppy ears and brown eyes. There aren't any huge black circus dogs on my road that I know of. My husband is very skeptical of anything not accepted by the scientific community, but still insists that it wasn't a black bear he saw. He concluded that he must have hallucinated the whole thing. Two weeks later, around the same time of day, my husband saw the same animal. This time he was close to the window and the animal was further away, running out through a stand of red pine. He still doesn't believe it was real, even after seeing it a second time. And then, not sure if this is related, about a week after that I was gardening and my husband comes out back calling for me really shook up again. He said he was sitting in his computer chair and thought I was standing over his shoulder. He said when he looked up it was a black form, like a shadow person. He jumped and then it was gone. We haven't seen anything since. Wow, despite what he saw, her husband refuses to believe. Uh, I don't know. I guess I can't blame him, though, because that that encounter was quite unsettling. All right, moving on to New Hampshire. I have a short yet terrifying story reported to the Dogman Encounters website. I was going through the hiking trails with my dog behind my town's local high school. It was fairly late one night. I'd gone there plenty of times before since I was young, so I wasn't frightened. While I was walking my dog, he kept trying to stop and was whimpering, which was strange because he is normally a very brave dog. After about 10 minutes longer, I heard huge branches crashing and breaking. That's when I started to become frightened and decided to turn back. While walking back, I could tell that something was following me. I was terrified. Suddenly, after a minute of calmness, this creature leaped in front of me, and it was across the trail. It had long, dark fur and was enormous. It wasn't a bear. It was like a very muscular, huge wolf. 
After seeing this, I picked up my dog and sprinted off the trail without seeing it again. That was easily one of the most terrifying nights of my life. A dog man has been known to have existed since 1887 and possibly beyond this. The first known sighting of the Dogman was back in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. It was sighted by two lumberjacks who had reported seeing a creature that had a man's body but with a dog's head. Although this is the most known sighting of the Dogman, it's possible that they have been encountered long before 1887, in fact going as far back as the Egyptian period. Dogmen have been sighted all over the world in places such as Zimbabwe, Vietnam, Australia, Italy, Denmark, and rather worryingly in the UK. But most notably, there are more sightings in America, Dallas, Chicago, Ohio, Cincinnati, and even in Central Park in New York are examples of places where dogmen have allegedly been sighted. This next encounter was sent to the Phantom and Monsters website in 2020. I had a dogman encounter on November 15th, 2015 at Mountain State Forest near Lee, Massachusetts. I have been an avid outdoorsman bushcrafter, hunter, survivalist for over three decades. I've hunted all over North America, Alaska, Anticosti Island, and have come across every predator, from cougars to black bears, brown bears, and wolves. What I saw that Sunday morning was no bear. It was no more than 75 feet from me. I was on the tail end of a five-day solo. I had made camp on top of a ridge about 250 feet from a river below me. It was at dawn and I made my way down to the river to retrieve some water to make coffee. The river flows hard and makes quite a bit of noise due to an outcrop of rocks in the middle of it. As I got closer to the water, I noticed what appeared to be a bear bent over at the water's edge. Now the last thing you wanna do is spook a bear. I carry a whistle around my neck, which I blow periodically as I'm hiking for that specific reason. As soon as I blew the whistle, the creature's head spun around. I still thought it was a bear, but as its head turned, its shoulders started turning with it. It was then I instantly knew it was not a bear. It had a canine head. It methodically got up on its hind legs, then turned completely around. I was in 1st Battle, Faluya, 2004, 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines, and got scared every time we went live. But then adrenaline would take over and I could deal with my fear but the fear I felt that day was nothing I had ever experienced. I was frozen in fear and could not move. I had a 45 caliber sidearm and have drawn that gun thousands and thousands of times at the range. I just could not get myself to reach for it. I was petrified. It seemed like a lifetime. It was standing there looking at me, but it was probably less than a minute. It then broke right, got down on all fours, and went into the bush. I stood there for maybe an hour, motionless, until I got the courage to move. Dang, that certainly was freaky. But I've got another encounter from Massachusetts, and it may be just as terrifying. 
This experience occurred in Hamden County, Massachusetts and was posted in 2009 on the Dogman Encounters website. I have been living in my first apartment a year or two when there was a blackout at about 9 p.m. My apartment was small and it was hot, so my roommate and I decided to go for an outside walk. She had lived in the area with her family for some years, so she was familiar with the area. She told me there was an abandoned area we could walk through and circle back around to get back to the apartment building. We walked about two blocks and reached the bottom of the hill that led to the area. While it was a bit run down, it still had street lamps that shined on the sidewalk allowing you to see. As we started walking up the sidewalk, I could see something up ahead about 20 feet that looked odd. I could see a pair of white legs about 3 feet tall moving stiff and very fast. For a second, I thought it was a kid. Then I realized that it couldn't be a kid by himself at this time at night. It was about 9.30 by now, so as I began to try to figure out what I was looking at, I noticed that the blackness of the body on top of the legs is what I couldn't see, almost like camouflage, but I could see the top of the ears, and it had to be standing about 10 feet tall. I could tell the arms looked bent and it was walking quick, like it had somewhere to go. I don't know why we didn't turn around, but I guess we felt more comfortable being behind it than it being behind us. There was a guy coming down the opposite left hand side of the area and we were walking on the right side. I thought that this guy might see this thing. I'm not sure he did because his body language didn't change. This thing crossed the street towards him and then disappeared between two parked cars. I was trying to figure out how such a massive animal could just disappear. As we walked by the parked vehicles about two to five feet from us, I could see something out of my peripheral vision and I just had to look. When I did look, I saw these black eyes staring back at me. They were as big and black as horse eyes, and I could see the pointy ears were so tall, like a German shepherd, but taller. I could see the nose was long, like a Doberman, but actually longer, and it was dark black, like outer space black. It was hiding its arms by folding them under itself, but the elbows were still sticking out and I could see the pointy black hairs coming off of its elbows. It had its legs tucked under the parked cars, and I didn't feel comfortable taking my eyes off of it. It seemed intelligent, like its moves were calculated and quick. It just watched us walk by, calmly, kinda like a cat does. We turned the corner and got the heck out of there. This was on Stonia Drive in Chicopee, Massachusetts. The area is called Chicopee Center, and there are woods behind the area that led to the highway. That's interesting that it was so close to the highway and neighborhoods. Yeah, definitely. But tell me about this additional insight you have about dogmen in New Hampshire. Yeah, so it was about three years ago I was doing a favor for a paranormal group that I'm friends with. They had asked if I would participate in a fundraiser and hold a seance in an old um, historic home in Hampton, New Hampshire. 
So Hampton, as you know, many people probably know, is a very touristy area. It's close to the beach. It's not really where you think you might encounter strange things. But this this old historic home has a history of weird things happening from paranormal to Bigfoot sightings and, and lots of other things. So I was there holding this seance. There was probably maybe eight or 10 people there total. There was, I think, six or seven of us at the table and then a few other spectators sitting around. And seances never seem to go the way you want them to. You know, they're not quite what they are on TV and in the movies, you know, kind of wish they were because that'd be a lot of fun sometimes. But being a medium, I could sense the presence of things coming in, wanting to communicate. But I wasn't really expecting what happened during this this seance because I'd been to this house several times to investigate for other fundraisers but that night a dog man showed up in spirit form really in spirit form yeah essentially I was not seeing him with my physical eyes I was seeing him with my intuitive eyes so interesting as an empath the way I work is I feel the energies and then I have to allow them to take a visualization you know like a visual form and this but this energy came through very quickly and very loudly for a lack of better words you know he he was very high energy um, very protective he did not like one of the volunteers there that night who is a bit of a a rough diamond, you could say. <laughs> wow. And the, the the dog man was kind of teasing this guy. And the guy was getting uncomfortable and he didn't know why. And I told him later on what was going on. And, you know, the, the dog man wasn't able to do anything to add to the seance. He couldn't move anything. He wasn't doing any knocks or any of that stuff that, that you ask for in seances. But I was able to ask him some questions. Holy shit. And he he's he's an elemental, essentially. An and elemental. he's there to protect the land. He was just curious about what we were doing. Just a curious little stinker seeing what's going on, huh? Yeah, so I've I've spoken with other people. I've told this story to, to a couple friends who work in crypto stuff a lot and the dogman thing you're starting to hear a lot more about it in in these circles and he kind of agreed with me when i said you know if something like an elemental is protective of the land and you go onto that land they don't necessarily know what your intention is yeah yeah that uh it, it kind of makes sense so yeah they might come across as menacing because they don't want you there hurting their land so he was he was interesting. He had a bit of a sense of humor though. Oh really? That was kinda cool. Yeah. Can you explain the sense of humor thing? Um, just that he was he was kind of playing with that guy that, that he didn't for whatever reason really like. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, he kind of like it moving around him and trying to like, you know, play with his hair and just do things to get him uncomfortable, which it did seem to work. Wow, that's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, happy to share. And with Val's story, that brings us to the end of this Thanksgiving special of the I Want to Believe podcast. Val, thanks again so much for joining us. 
And you think you might want to come back for our holiday episode next month? I would love to. (laughs) Awesome. All right. As always, thank you so much for listening. And if you have a Dogman encounter of your own that you'd like to share, feel free to send us an email at 207believepodcast at gmail.com. See you in December. I'm Nomar Slavic. I'm Valerie Lafaso. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Yes! 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 Tired boys and girls. Tired boys and girls. Told you. Told you. Overwork yourself. Overwork yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't.